0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of MGR Unplugged. I'm here with uh, David Gill, host of the MGR podcast. And today we're going to discuss or actually talk about books. We uh, were talking the other day about, uh, you know, David and I always exchange ideas and, and, and books and things that we've read that we would like to read. And we've had a long list of our uh, wish list of books that we plan to read and not always have time to do it. But I actually thought it will be interesting to... Uh, uh, you know, kind of recap a little bit the books that we've read in the last uh, few uh, months or years, and uh, just go through them—the ones that we that, that we think uh, caused more of an impact as far as uh, giving us ideas or or causing most um, you know influence as far as how we manage our time, our lives, our business, and so forth. So, uh, but before we get into that, um, if this podcast was like. I don't know, recorded like ten years ago, books are books. We we you think of books and you think of a typical physical book where you page through all the pages and you do a dog ears and markings and post-its and all that stuff. Now we have different formats. And I myself find myself juggling between ebooks and audiobooks and physical books and I actually like the three formats for, for different reasons. And I wanted to see, um, I'm assuming, you know, most of our audience is the same way. They they probably use all formats. But uh, I wanted to start with that, just since since we are also a tech company, so to speak. Uh, i like to see what are the pros and cons that we find with each of the formats. And uh, I'm gonna start with David first. Um, what do you think, brother? What do you think is the... Uh, the best or the pros and cons of each of the formats. so why you choose to have a book in in a physical format like you can actually have it in your hands versus an ebook or an audiobook or anything like that?
1: I like on all of them, honestly, I use all of them. Um, I actually stopped doing paper books for a while. Uh, I was doing just Kindle and audiobooks. Uh, but recently I started g- going back to paper books because I missed it. And uh, I don't know. There's just something a little romantic about the
0: paper. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. I, I kind of had the same the same thought. I um, I went through um, that kind of situation where I basically, I mean, my library here is full of books. I used to have physical books and I love them. And then uh, when the Kindle came around, or there were there were other formats, and Barnes and Noble had the Nook, I think, or something. But anyways, I went with the Kindle, and I found it so convenient the fact that I could have my book. Uh, first of all, it was small size of the actual Kindle device. And secondly, um, you can load as many books as you want to or just take them with you and everything. And, and that was very uh, convenient. Um, And then again, I went to Audible, which is, you know, all these offers that they have to listen to audiobooks. And and I like the fact that with Audible, you can actually multitask. And and for me, that's critical because, I mean, we we listen to a lot of podcasts and radio shows and e-books. And And when I'm doing something else that is not like driving or uh, working out or doing anything that is basically, I cannot be sitting down reading. I like to listen to an audiobook and think that I'm doing two things at the same time. Um, but, to go back to your original thought, uh, there's something, uh, last the last month or so I've read like two or three physical books again where you sit down and relax and actually go through the book. And I really liked it. I really like the fact that you can read and don't feel like you are actually have to do two or three things at the same time. I like the fact that you can actually read a book and the whole world around reading the book, which means that you're relaxing, you're sitting down somewhere, um, and you're actually just embedded with your book and absorbing the story, as opposed to, you know, one thought is going through your mind with the audiobook. But then you're at the same time doing something else, or running, or working out, or training, or driving, and then you're distracted. And before you know it, it goes to another chapter, and it's like, wait a minute, what, what just happened? I didn't actually pay attention to the previous chapter. So that's one of the situations that you have as a as a handicap, you know, with some of the formats.
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, as far as which formats I prefer, it depends on the book. Um, to me, I actually like... If it's something that's going to be more... I mean, I read mostly nonfiction, So if it's going to be something that's more, uh, I guess, difficult to understand, like it's a little more of a dense book, I want to read it. I want to actually have the pages in front of me. Um, it's just... I don't know, because then, if I don't understand something, I can quickly just kind of reread it again, or take notes, or highlight something, uh, with audio, that's not so easy, uh, but with audio, I normally will do either, um, like, biographies, autobiographies, things like that, because those are almost like a podcast, kind of, and it's just kind of listening to the story of someone's life, and, uh, uh, those, I, I mean, I love biographies, that's probably the genre I read most out of everything, but, um. And I like reading them too. I'll, I'll say for biographies, I like to read on paper or listen to them. Uh, and but as far as listening, yeah, it's it's either going to be biographies, autobiographies, or a book. A lot, you know, a lot of times I'll kind of listen to uh, if there's like a new uh, type of you know business book written by someone who. I'm a fan of, but I have a feeling that the concepts in the book are going to be something that I'm pretty familiar with already. So it's not like it's going to be a ton of learning for me. Um, I'll just listen to the audio and I actually uh, will speed listen. So a lot of times. Oh, you are cheating then. I, I'll i listen at, uh, depending on the author. Depending on the book, I'll listen at one and a half or a lot of times I'll listen at double speeds. Wow. Must and
0: must uh, I, I even have a hard time at regular speed sometimes, uh, absorbing all the. Uh, uh, I'm kind of catching up because they, I I listen to something and then I'm kind of thinking about it. And my mind starts drifting dep- over depends, the idea. Depends on the task I'm
1: doing because obviously I mostly listen to audiobooks, like you said, because you can do more than one thing. And uh, it dep- Like if I'm driving, I can listen at double speed, no problem, because driving is not is pretty passive. It's not like I'm having to super focus, especially if you're on the freeway or something. And then just doing menial tasks, if I'm doing stuff around the house or whatever, uh, I can just listen to an audiobook, no problem, double speed. Uh, or like I'll, if I go for a walk, something like that. Now, yeah, if I'm doing something that
0: I need to be a little more focused on, I'm not going to be able to listen double speed. So let me ask you one thing before we move forward. You said something about you know the the preference of the physical book versus the audiobook, or the the Kindle is also a variation of the physical book, it's just kind of uh, electronic or ebook. But have you ever read or consumed a book in two different formats? Like for example, I I um like I, I you're talking biographies, there's a couple of them that we'll probably mention later. But I read the uh, biography of Jet Bezos on Amazon, the Everything Store. Um and I also read the one from um Elon Musk uh Tesla. And um the first time I you, read or listen to those e-book, uh, audio books in this case was via Audible um, and then I mean I really enjoy those books a lot especially because of the context and the and the and the content and the biographies and all that Two people that I really admire in business so then I decided to also buy the ebook and read the ebook. and it was like I was reading something for the first time like sometimes when you're listening to things it almost I don't know like maybe it's, I'm more of a visual person so I like to kind of read the words and they kind of emboss in my brain or something and then when I'm listening to to the words I'm assimilating the content and the and but then what happens is again I start drifting away with ideas and everything and then the, the book keeps narrating and this is a normal speed and then you miss a lot basically so when I actually went back and read the ebook, I realized that it was almost like it was the first time some of the sections were like, Wow, I didn't even remember this part from the from the audiobook, you know, so does that ever happen to you like you go for the second pass and and then you discover new things um I've only done that with
1: one book that I listened to it then read it physically because normally uh I don't know, I don't reread books that often. I probably should do it more um only if I really really like a book will I reread it, but um. Yeah, I've only done that with one book. It was actually a a book called The Dictator's Handbook, and uh, it's a great book. Everybody should read it. It's all about uh, if you're interested in uh, political hierarchies and how uh, countries are run, really, both on the dictator side and on the democratic side— it's a great read but anyways it's a it's basically about the Ascension to power and how a lot of these power games work but anyways um, I listened to that book first and then I forget why for some reason I decided to just buy the ebook I think um, and then read it as well and yeah I mean I, I think reading it I picked up a little more than listening to it just because i think when you're listening you don't necessarily realize that sometimes you're not listening even yeah, though it's exactly. in your ears when I mean, you're distracted um, but that happens to me with reading too i mean sometimes i'm sure everybody experiences this you kind of read a page and you're like oh well i don't know what i just read and i have to read it again but ebook has
0: to have highlights and things like that and you also yeah like i said, highlights
1: and- for things that are more dense i definitely like ebooks uh, or or both but uh physical and uh ebooks like reading it just because i can take notes and highlights more easily if i'm because a lot of times when i'm re- listening to an audiobook i'm doing something so i can't just take a note or pause and do obviously there's like audio clips in audible but I've, i don't really use that feature very much maybe i should try it out i've seen it but uh, yeah i prefer highlights more than anything and mm-hmm. uh, obviously yeah you can't take notes when you're driving or something like that but yeah overall um ebooks obviously for travel thing. i mean some people still travel with physical books i don't know why honestly i think it's more of a i don't know e- yeah ego see these, thing uh, than these anything
0: bookstores at the at the airports and you know they have these bestsellers. All yeah
1: i mean if you go and grab one book but some yeah. people will travel with four or five books still in the day of the kindle i don't oh, yeah. know if you really love physical books that much that's fine but uh
0: I prefer my little Kindle
1: that I can throw in any pocket anywhere, but... Um.
0: Right, and, and the thing with me, at least, is that I, I usually... Typically, I'm really like, or consuming, I guess, uh, three or four books at the same time. And uh, it's just like watching TV for me. I mean, you, you may decide to watch a show that is more of a game show or sports or a movie or something. So, I don't... Uh, it depends on my mood. Sometimes, I, I feel like I want to read a... Uh, biography or some personality or something sometimes i want something a little more intense or business marketing related some other times it's something uh completely different so i I usually have like three or four books whether it's on uh, on kindle or audio or something that i'm kind of reading at the same time and then um you know with with the physical books that would be impossible you know it's just consuming four books at the same time it's just not not yeah, I'm
1: trying to increase the amount of books at once because I typically do about four or five probably like I'll have a one or two biographies and then a couple uh, very dense type of books. And then maybe I don't know another something extra, but uh, I try to do things in different fields. Like I'll have a history book uh, and then maybe a couple business type books and then biographies. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. The Naval Ravikant was recently on Joe Rogan. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably listened to that one as well. If you haven't, definitely check it out. Uh, but he said that he is, reads, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. I haven't yet. So He said that he typically is reading 50 or more books at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he said that somewhere else. It's is quite
1: a bit. But, but he
0: also does, he
1: has a unique reading style, mm-hmm. which we right, can discuss exactly. too. Yeah, yeah. What's your reading style? Do you always read books to completion? That's uh, a that's a struggle I have. I feel the need yeah because my, one of my problems is you know, I have a list of books on my phone that I created as a to-read list just so, you know, whenever I hear a book, oh, I want to read that. Okay, write it down. Obviously, this list gets very, very long. But obviously, as I do read books, I like to just check them off. So I say, okay, mm-hmm. I've read them. And you cannot check them off if you haven't finished Right. Them. And if I haven't finished it, because like, one time I did check it off, even though I only read about two-thirds of it. And then I kind of skimmed the rest because I was like, okay, I get the point of this book. But I felt so guilty checking it off. Because I was like, I did not read this full book. I know. But I I do struggle with that. But a lot of times it's like. There's nothing worse than reading a book, especially one of the more uh, dense books that you do for learning. And it's kind of like, okay, I kind of know this. Okay, this, I get the points. And a lot of times authors just give a ton of examples because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, here's my... Yeah, it's like it's like one point explaining here's my 20 hypothesis. different ways, in
0: 20 different chapters. Here's yeah.
1: my hypothesis. And then this is now 20 pages as to why. And it's mm-hmm. like,
0: well, if I kind of just believe you, do I need to read all the lines? No, I see those you know? books. I know. I think I know one of them that you're referring to. But um, uh, no, no, I, I, I'm the same way. I, um, I'm kind of like like to complete the task. And uh, if I see, a, it's funny because uh, I think Audible has this progress bar too when you are reading, and uh, it shows you the progress by like three quarters. And then when you finish, it says finished with the bar completely completed. Yeah, the finished is and, uh, a big deal. And for nothing kind gonna- of gets me so like i have a bunch of books that i don't even even if you don't get to the very end sometimes like they have all these footnotes yeah all this uh other information I will skip through right, right to the end it's like yeah. it's like you don't see the finished part and it's like i did finish this book it's like I, I got it you know it's like i'll
1: i'll get annoyed because sometimes it'll like desync from the cloud or whatever and then it just it just shows as like unread or something and mm-hmm. like no, where's my my finished check mark? I, I, I,
0: I, I listened to that whole book So yeah, when, when I read it, yeah, I mean, one of the rules that I have I, I definitely read I mean, I'm not like on a level Of reading 50 books Even though I heard that he speed reads And then he skips things too And all that stuff He said that
1: he I mean, he does
0: I, I do it too That he will skim through books mm-hmm. And then right. if
1: he finds something Then he'll start reading it Right And depending on the book I'll do that sometimes If I'm if I'm not sure I'm going to, like, if I'm at a bookstore, you know, typical thing, and I'm like, hmm, this book seems interesting, but I'm not sure if I want to actually read it, you know, I'll just skim through kind of the major chapters and table of contents seeing, okay, what is
0: this? And then if it's like, okay, this seems interesting, then I'll actually read it. But, but the thing is, to me, uh, see, one of the things that I try to, and this is separate from the book reading, but I try to, in life in general, separate time when I want to actually learn to relax, and, and you know, when you're so intense at work and everything, and for everything you do, whether it's work or sports or hobbies or whatever, I'm 100% intense and I want to do everything, 100% effort and results and everything. And sometimes I actually tell myself I need to learn, really learn how to relax because I, I I could be doing something and then I'm exhausted mentally, physically, whatever. And then I say, okay, I can't wait to have a little bit of time just to sit down and relax. But then what happens is that I sit down for like half an hour and then I'm ready to go again. And, and that kills me because I really want to also be able to schedule relaxation time where I can be reading, meditating, the, just doing something for, for no reason. You know, it's something that you're basically totally mentally distracted. So for me, the reading is just that. Like like I don't want to skip and speed read or anything like it's a chore. Like you're school and you have a test tomorrow. You need to go through 10 chapters in, in one night and then you start just highlighting things left and right. But when I'm reading a book, I want to really enjoy it i want to find the setting where i'm comfortable and then just go through the book whether i'm listening and relaxing closing my eyes or or going through the pages and really put myself into into the book you know and if the book is not good then i just probably not don't, don't finish the book but if i'm reading it i'm giving it a full effort too i'm just trying to enjoy it i know what you're saying about that and uh it
1: depends on the book i'm reading and it depends like the mood you know yeah for me i think that's why i like biographies so much and i think a lot of people like biographies because it's the type of book that you can you know there's you can read to learn or read to enjoy and relax and biographies are the nice middle ground where it's both where you it's like an interesting story but you can also still learn from it if i'm reading something like okay a book i recently read that had been on my list for a while was um, The Effective Executive Mm. by Peter Drucker and it's a great book has a lot of great content um, as far as you know trying to become an effective executive and learning about that but uh, it is not the type of book that you read to really enjoy it's very dry it's very just do this do this do that you know it's like chapter a uh, how to manage people Chapter B: How to Give Feedback. You know, how, you know things like that. Right. And so, so you you're how re- to optimize your employees. You're
0: actually reading
1: that one was an audiobook. Um, I actually did both for that okay. one. I I that was another one that I I listened to, but then I, and I was kind of taking. That was one that I was trying to take notes as I was listening, but then I said, well, let me just read this because this is gonna be better to read. And uh, so I read it. But that's the type of book that, yeah, I just kind of. Read a lot faster through mm-hmm. and, um, it took me a little bit to finish just because you know it is the type of book that you have to be in the mood
0: for it's like okay this is not a book right, really for right. enjoyment this is a book it's more like a textbook that's why that's the reason why i like to have three four books that i'm reading because sometimes yeah. even if you have a half an hour some books are not for a half an hour break it takes you half an hour just and, to mentally get into that particular particular topic so sometimes if it's a half an hour break that i have in between things i may read like you said a chapter of a autobiography of something or or maybe a chapter or something else you know but not not an intense book like the one you mentioned yeah and so that's the type of book that i will
1: read and read to learn and just try to get through and take notes and highlight whatever uh, but i'm not reading to enjoy and then obviously to me the the ones that i enjoy most are the autobiographies and biographies and then uh, i'll read also i like to read a lot of different like history and uh, other stuff like that that isn't necessarily learning um it's kind of also a mixture of just learning and and uh, enjoyment,
0: too. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you were to highlight a major category that you enjoy the most, uh, business, investing, history, biographies, uh, what would be your preference?
1: Biographies are number one, I think, okay. because it's such a wide... You can read the biography of... First of all, people who are dead, you know, right now I'm reading the uh, biography of Tesla, the inventor, and it's really good by Margaret Cheney, I believe, is the author. Uh, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm probably about halfway through, but it's it's pretty good. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people like I've like, I've read the biography of Benjamin Franklin and things like that. Those are great. And then obviously modern biographies, Phil Knight, Shoe Dog, that was mm, one I, I read a few years a ago. Yeah. That one was really good. Uh, I mean, there's tons of biography and you can read... Uh, just anybody's biographies even ones I ha- it's on my list to read I have not read it there's a couple one is called educated I forget the name of the author um, and it's not someone who's overly successful but it's just a biography autobiography of someone else and then hillbilly egg Eggly? Mm-hmm. Eggly is that yeah. how you pronounce it yeah uh, that one came out a few
0: years ago that's on my list too to read and uh, just you know a biography can be anything yeah I agree I mean the, the, the thing with biographies is that depending on the biography you're reading or the person it could be also a business book, like like I just said before. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, I read uh,
1: mostly business entrepreneurial right. uh, biographies because that's what interests me more. But like one I read that was really good was um, "Born Standing Up," which was. Oh uh, yeah, I have that one. Um, that's
0: that actually um, uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, uh, a comedian. And,
1: yeah, and it was it was funny because obviously now
0: here I have that one as I I, I listened to that one as an audiobook. Mm, yeah, uh, I phone, think I actually.
1: listened to that one too. And uh, he's both, you know,
0: funny and uh, you can learn a lot from it. You 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 do. I mean, uh, comedians have a very interesting, uh, not to change the topic, but they have very interesting lives with their own struggles and everything. And uh, Steve Martin, which is one of my favorite, you know, all-time comedians, um, he he, does a very good book. I actually listened to it. And uh, I actually remember specifically it was in the summer, I think last year. Because uh, I was working on all the stuff and, and it was having I was laughing by myself in some sections um, But yeah, no that's a very, definitely a very good one I, I, as far as biographies um, If I were to highlight the ones that I enjoy the most you mentioned uh, shoe dog um, uh, Phil Knight founder of uh, Nike. That's a very good one. It was actually recommended to me by you and uh, I think I actually bore your uh your Kindle, or I—I I read that one, so I forgot. It yeah, was definitely a Kindle. I think I Kindle. gave
1: it to you somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah, you passed it on to me, and then, um, as I mentioned before, the uh, the um, Ashley Vance wrote the um, the Everything Store. It was like no, um, that was. Did he write that yeah. one? I thought he wrote the Elon Musk one. Ashley Vance wrote the Elon Musk. Ah. Um, uh. It was Breaststone. Um,
1: yeah, so yeah, so Ashley Vance wrote the Elon Musk, Brad Stone wrote the right. So the Elon Musk to me was better. I think the I think we need a new Amazon uh honestly uh Jeff Bezos biography because I think that one was written
0: what in 2011 or 12 or something yeah i think i think there's actually um an update uh, yeah just to just to uh clarify ashley vance wrote the uh, elon musk uh biography the yeah that was uh, an approved biography and i think there's actually uh, an updated version uh when i went actually to my um uh, to my kindle it told me download upload um, download upgrade or up, um, updated version or something i don't know exactly what's being updated maybe they added more data since then but uh, that one was very good, specifically the, the story. I mean, we know a little bit of uh, Elon Musk and everything, but a lot of people know his Tesla part of the story. They don't know, they don't even know PayPal, and they don't even know the way that he came to the U.S. and how he, you know, he struggles when he was a kid and all that stuff. And and those guys are just totally pff, outliers. I mean, it's just completely different how they they function in life, and how they think, and then the same with jeff bezos i mean he's not probably the richest man in the world and he started with a very humble beginning as well you know um but uh shoe dog is very it's a very good one too and i also like biographies just because i'm a very a big uh, auto racing uh, enthusiast i i read biographies of uh former uh, race car drivers team owners um you know anything related to the world of racing i uh, i really enjoy a lot even though You know drivers usually when they're retired they're only like 35 40 years old and really they only have half of their lives lived so far but their racing life is very interesting how they start and you know um, uh, the business of racing is really a very uh cutthroat business so it's it's good to see how they struggle and they adapt from a very young age to high tension and high pressure environments and all that stuff so i enjoy those two uh but definitely biographies are probably My preferred type of book, if I were to choose one, and then I go into um, some business, and then uh, behavioral science too, behavioral economics are very good, Um, I like those two, and uh, and then obviously just uh, any type of entertainment, but I'm also... um (sighs) you know i like books i don't like fiction books per se like i don't like to read novels and things like that uh i'll probably hardly ever i don't even remember what was the last time i read a novel i just go to a movie if i need to watch anything like i'll never read any of the harry potters or things like that you know um i like more you know books that i think i'm going to be growing with them you know uh by my uh, yeah i'm not
1: a big fiction person either the last one i read was uh how to get rich
0: how to get filthy rich in rising asia which i actually enjoyed and uh i didn't finish that one i speaking of books that i did not finish you like that one and mm -hmm. you recommended it to me i started reading it and i found myself forced into continue to read and i wasn't really getting much into it so i like that one i hadn't read fiction in a while and
1: i heard so many people recommend that book and so i decided to give it a shot and it's a quick read it's not a very long book um and yeah, I, I did read that one. But yeah, I don't read too much fiction just because I do like to read to learn. Uh, but as far as other um, uh, genres, is the word I'm looking for. Um, probably history ish books are probably the ones that I, I enjoy most besides biographies. And then I like science books too. It just depends on the author because sometimes they can be very. Dense and difficult to get through Uh, But if you have a good author they can make things very easy to understand. So yeah, I just think everybody has their own um, Interests, I think I stopped reading as many business business books just because I felt that a lot of them are very repetitive and They're just kind of I don't know. I, I don't see a ton of original ideas coming out of business books these days and I prefer to read kind of like, uh, the reason I like history books is just because uh, it gives you a di- I like reading history books that are not necessarily Western. So one book mm-hmm. that I'm kind of getting through right now, it's a bit of a slog. It's like 800 something pages. I'm like 400 in, but it's, it's called the Silk Roads. I'm trying to remember the name of the author. It's Peter something, uh, Peter, I think it starts with a K I, I can find it on my phone, but um. It's called The Silk Roads, and it's basically... Is it a audiobook or is it a physical book? I'm reading e-book? it, reading it. Yeah, okay. it's. Uh, I have it on Kindle, I should say. Um, I think it's Peter... Kau- it's with a K. But uh, anyways, I'm looking on my phone as I speak right now. So, But what I was saying is I like re- Franco Pan, Peter Franco Anyways, but he's a really good uh, history writer that's also... Like, he he explains history, but he doesn't make it boring. You know, obviously, history, like, every subject, especially the science and history, those types of things, they can be very boring if it's the wrong author, and so you have to have the right author. But I like reading history from, this is the perspective of, basically, the eastern uh, view of the world from, basically, early Rome, like, I think he starts, like, I don't know, probably 600 B.C., through Christ and the the rise of Christianity and Islam and all of these different things. Uh, and then, obviously, it's from the Silk Road, so it's kind of the 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 place where East meets West. And it's it's very interesting. It just gives you a different perspective than, you know, obviously, I grew up in America and have a very Western view of the world, and that's the way you're taught in history class and all these things. And mm. pretty much all of Europe is very similar. They teach you the the European history. They don't really teach you the Chinese or Japanese or Eastern history, and uh that's stuff that I'm more interested in, especially, you know, these days, I think it's kind of important considering, uh, the rise of China. He actually just came with a new book that I want to read. It's called the new silk roads. And it's basically, it's much short. It's like 300 pages instead of 800. Hmm. Thank goodness. So I'll probably read that one when I'm done with this one. Um, but it's basically it just came out in March this year. I just saw it. And, uh, it's basically about the new silk roads, the new, the rise of China and the rise of Southeastern Asia and, uh, the convergence with the Western world, so it's kind of a, a sequel to this one. But uh, yeah, I, I like reading those things just because it gives you more perspective
0: on the world. When when you see books that adapt to the big screen, um, you know whether it's a fictional book like you know Harry Potter's on this, and I haven't seen a single movie of those myself. But like others, like um, like the firm or you know things like more like. A, uh, big short I really liked the big short Yeah, exactly It was exactly. a good book And then you, I re- the do movie you was really good Do you feel like The movie adaptation in general Is is faithful to the book Or or are you okay When they start taking All this creative freedom and, I mean, I I sometimes feel like Like the movie really um, Doesn't do justice to the book I mean, they they well, try to make it Well, I don't it- blame the filmmakers
1: Because it's impossible Because, you know uh, In books you have Hundreds of pages thousands tens of thousands of words in a movie You just don't have that, you know, you have two hours to tell a story and so uh, I'm okay And then there's things that just don't translate um to the screen that, especially when you get into like fantasy, I mean, it's very, it's easy to write about uh, a ma- mythical, fantastical
0: world with giant cities and all the Yeah, well, that's turning like the, that onto the, the fictional the screen part, but the, is- more, the more historical type books you like that part, like even the big short, which is obviously about the, uh, the recession and all that, um, it's, like, it's like when you read the book, you really enjoy the book. And then when you watch the movie, Uh, In some cases they need to embellish the movie in such a way so it keeps people engaged. So it's entertaining so they start even even some of the war books like biographies of uh, Troops and soldiers and Marines and everything that being in situations in Afghanistan stuff and then they make the movie and it's totally uh, Yeah, I mean there's movie there's Documentaries (laughs) right and there's movies if you want
1: to see the true true story you can watch a documentary, but It's not going to be as entertaining as -hmm. a great movie. And so I don't mind. Yeah, they're going to dramatize things and they're going to add some flair. But, you know, that's part of making a movie. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I said, especially with books, you just have way more time to go in detail and in depth that you just don't have in a two hour movie. So I'm okay. I think making movies. I was thinking about the green book, too. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't Yeah, I haven't Is that
0: a I don't think that's a book though No, I know I know like talking the, the green book The green book The movie they were It's talking the guide about. Yeah, it's uses. the guide But it was uh, How they were uh, the, the family was Disagreeing with the s- screenwriters As far as how they portray the story And all that
1: Yeah, that's different Obviously When you have two different opinions Or Obviously I don't know the whole story there I think I believe the family If they say Hey, that's not the true story But uh,
0: I don't know Um so let's get into uh, some some titles per se. Um, do you have any favorite authors that you follow, that you like to read all the time? Uh, do you have any particular titles that you think are are that really make a made a big impact uh, on you, and that you can kind of refer to them?
1: Yeah, I think uh, biographies. I think the most famous would be Walter Isaacson. He's written the Benjamin Franklin. He wrote Steve Jobs. He's written. I think George Washington, he's written a lot of biographies. So if you're into biographies, read Walter Isaacson, he's the best and then you can find others. Um, As far as other books, I think, you know, he gets talked about a lot in the business world these days, but Nassim uh, Taleb, Nassim Nicholas Taleb, all of his books are great. As far as changing the way I think about things, definitely Nassim Taleb. I
0: just finished reading the uh, Anti-Fragile. And that's a very good book, and I have read. Uh, yeah, I, I read others. them out
1: of order. The first one I read was Black Swan, mm-hmm. which he wrote after Fool by Randomness. So then I went back and read Fool by Randomness. Now I've, I've read uh, Anti Fragile last year. I, I kind of reread it recently. And then uh, the one I have not read is his newest one, Skin in the Game. I will I read that one. I, that's on I, my I list. I listened listen to, to that one.
0: That one is good. Yeah, I, that one I applies I've, very much I'm to sure business. It yeah, but, that one uh, is very good. I actually, I actually read them out of order my, myself. I I just finished, like I said, *Antifragile*, and that was a audio. Uh, sorry, that was an ebook. And then *Skin in the Game*, I listened to uh, probably three four months ago. As far as books that that m- have uh, morphed the
1: way I really think about almost everything in life, and really the way I see the world and just approach things I think Taleb is probably up there close to number one if not number one um for me because he's just been I think he's one of the great authors of our time and I think that you know it's always hard to guess which authors will still be remembered say 100 plus years from now but I think of all the authors currently he is up there for me
0: that's good. What about um, more like um, like authors like uh, like Tim Ferriss or Ryan Holiday? You know, people that we are more in touch with. I mean, I listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast um, pretty much all the time. I mean, not not all the podcasts, but most of them. And uh, he he came with his own. Uh, obviously, he's the author of uh, the Four Hour um, uh, Series. You know, the, the Chef and Workweek and so forth. But he's also written Tools of Titans. Um, which I think is a good book. It's a good summary of people that he's interviewed. And then *A uh, Tribe of Mentors* is the latest uh, book that he's written. Um, are you from? I mean, are you f- a fan of those books? Do you like those, or because you listen to a podcast, maybe you don't think that you need to read the book, or? Do yeah, you recommend I've read. Uh, I've read. I didn't read all of
1: Two of Titans*, but I read a lot of the sections. And then Ryan Holiday, I think I read *Ego is the Enemy* and uh, what was his other one? Um, or he has he has a lot, but I. I he, his other bigger one, He Lose yeah, the yeah. Enemy," and he wrote it. Before. It was the one that made him kind of famous. Anyways, um, I've read a couple books from him. Those are good. Those are more of what I consider the kind of the uh, self help business type books. Um, if people are looking for my two favorite uh, recent, or not recent, but because uh, one of them's twenty years old, but favorite business books that are. Basically, very businessy. Even though I said I don't read as many business books these days, uh, Ben Horowitz, the hard thing about hard things. That's probably, and a lot of people love that book. But uh, that's probably one of the best business books I've ever read. It's fantastic. I want. I'm probably gonna go back and read it again. He just announced that he's writing another book that's gonna come out this fall. Uh, and I, I need to pre-order it actually. Now that I think about it. But uh, that's one of the best ones I've ever read. Just it, he. It's kind of a two-part book. The first part is he's kind of telling the story of his path uh, in business and basically back in the 90s in Silicon Valley and then through the dot-com bubble and all these trials and tribulations. It's just really good. And then kind of the second half of the book is, okay, very very Mm textbook-like. Like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how to run a company. This is how to basically win in business. And so that was a great book. And then the other one... Um, was by Andy Grove, Only the Paranoid survive. That's also one of my favorite business books because it really talks about, I mean, what you see all the time. It's you have, and it's why, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, I think people don't understand history as much and don't understand that businesses that are thriving today, it has almost no... uh there's no safety, basically. I mean, there's one, because people are always worried about the big behemoth companies, and they are not always gonna survive. In his book, the, the book came out in 96, 97, I think, around there, and uh, he was the CEO of Intel, but you know, he was talking about IBM and all these companies, and if you look at IBM, they're a great example. They were kind of the Google or Amazon of their time, the big, massive behemoth that everybody thought was gonna own the world, and now, if you look at what happened, yeah, they're still around. They're still a big company. They're still making money. All that, but nobody's worried about IBM anymore. They're just another large Oracle. No one's worried about those companies anymore. They got replaced. They got dethroned. And Google didn't exist yet at the time of his uh, uh, at the time of the writing of his book. I don't think because it was '99, and I think the book came out in '97. If I, I think '97, maybe it was a little later, but around that time. And uh <clears throat> But he talks about the biggest thing is he talks about inflection points and how inevitably in any business you're not going to last much longer than 5 to 10 years doing the same thing. Things are going to change and you're going to have to adapt. And if you don't adapt, you're going to die. And that's why he basically, the book is only the paranoid survive. And if you're not paranoid constantly, as they say, the, the famous idiom like trying to put yourself out of business, then eventually someone else will and you're going to fail. And he's saying the only companies that survive are the ones that consistently are able to put themselves out of business. And it's true. I mean, we see it every day. And so that's one of the best business 101 books mm. out there. And it's just a great, I mean, again, it's similar to the Ben Horowitz book where uh, he kind of gives the story of him running Intel and examples of how he had to basically do a 360 or i'm sorry 180 not a 360 a 360 uh, will end up uh, in the yeah, same spot a, a 180 at intel um when everybody was doubting him and saying you're crazy it ended up working but he said we have to and we have to go all in and focus on
0: this so just a lot of business lessons there but those are the two as far as business books i would really recommend so so um let's uh let's um let's wrap it up a little bit uh what so what books do you have on your uh to on your worst list uh for the next um month or two to read oh my gosh too many i know you had a lot but uh, what i'm were still you? trying to
1: get through that history book like i said that one's a bit of a slog finishing up the uh tesla uh autobiography that i or not i'm sorry biography that's the that's the Nikolai. is that yeah, his Nikolai name? tesla okay um I'm trying to think what else um i started reading the selfish gene by uh Richard Dawkins. It's good. The problem is I, I kind of, under, it's one of those books I really understand a lot of the concepts he's talking about already, but it's such a famous book that it, it's, I, I don't like having these big famous books that are still left on my list that it's like, I feel like everybody's read except for me. So I'm trying to get through that one. Um, yeah, and then, oh, I'm reading a uh, one that I'm actually enjoying is Reminisces of a Stock Operator. It's actually an autobiography of a trader in the in Wall Street, basically pre-depression era. So in like the early 1900s, it's pretty interesting. It gives you a historical perspective of how things were back then. Um, not that use, I'm into trading they use or anything. Fractions
0: for the stocks, like eighteen and three quarters. And yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah, they would.
1: And he's talking about the ticker tape and all this stuff. And uh, so it's interesting, but it's more interesting from the perspective. He talks about trading, obviously, but it's more interesting from this perspective of uh kind of life back then and um yeah just it's 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 definitely a good historical perspective book because it's basically america 100 years ago and they're developing and he talks about you know the the titans of his times the jp morgan's the rockefellers and all those guys
0: Yeah, on my end, I'm just um, about three quarters of the way with uh, 12 Rules for Life now with uh, Jordan Peterson. That one is also a very, very intense book. And uh, for some reason, I decided to download the uh, audiobook. And uh, this is one of the examples where I always have to rewind or retrack or whatever uh, chapters because he he puts so much intensity with everything he says that sometimes you you're not paying attention it's it's a book that you can listen to but i'm not sure you can multitask and in other words listen to the book and do something else because you really need to pay attention to what he says and it's a long book too so i'm i'm about three quarters of the way um i just finished like i said anti-fragile i'm reading also a biography um we just finished also a biography of uh, a race car driver um, Jenson Button by the way he just uh, retired a couple of years ago he used to be a driver for McLaren and many other teams and then uh, on my coming up next list is probably going to be Hacking Darwin um, a book that I just uh, learned about and it's about uh, generic engineering also um, and then I have also about five or six I wanted to read the biography of Tim Cook um, Apple CEO and Uh, you know I mean it's just uh, the list is very long but I also uh, this is the thing that I need to decide now um, which format I want to consume the book in you know depending on what it is and uh, if I travel then I definitely want to put on my Kindle because I can I can load as many books as I want to and read whatever I feel like it's like flipping channels on your TV you just choose a book on your Kindle but um, um sometimes I also prefer the physical book um like I also read the physical book lately of uh, another driver Kimi Räikkönen uh a Formula One driver that was good it was good light reading and uh, just again it was a book that I enjoyed just uh very lightheaded just uh um uh, you know quick reading but uh yeah it's good I mean um I w- we'll we'll add
1: um I one, wrap up this on. show. One, one book I forgot to mention I knew I was missing one uh, pre by Robert Cialdini. He's the one who wrote Influence. I read Influence a few years ago, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was great. It was a good book, but, uh, I, he has, Persuasion is his other famous book, and I have yet to read it, and so that's the other one that I'm trying to get through now, and that's more of a, a that's my typical read-to-learn book. That's not something that I'm reading, relaxing reading. I'm just trying to learn reading it, so... That's the other book of mine. list, persuasion. but a lot of people have probably read that one too.
0: And, and a side note is, um, is and you and I, David, went, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, to a physical bookstore, which is something that we haven't done for a while, and that was a good experience. I mean, I used to go to bookstores pretty much weekly, and one of my favorite pastimes was just on a, on a weekend or any day in the afternoon, <clears throat> go to my local Barnes and Noble, have a coffee, grab a book, read a few chapters, and then maybe buy it and leave the store, or a few—you know—read a few magazines. Now that is a little more difficult to do, just because half of the stores are closed, and then we don't really have a nearby store. We need to actually make a trip just to go to one. But uh, I kind of miss that, you know. I mean, I miss not going to a store and, and being seduced by the books on the shelves. You know, like you look at the books and and you go to the section you like and you start grabbing one and, and reading a little bit and you say, yeah, I'm going to take it to the coffee shop and then uh, read it or something. And uh, I, I really miss that part. And it's, it's kind of, um, you know, technology has made us shift into buying online and, and e-books and other stuff and then... At the same time, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot because I, I kind of miss not being able to go to a local bookstore and, and enjoy, you know, the physical book or the or the book browsing experience. So, anyways, that's good. Um, all the books that we mentioned and some of the ones that we didn't mention will put in the show notes for this uh, for this episode. Um, I hope you guys are also avid readers. I mean, books are great for to, to develop your, your own thinking and your own personality. It's, it's good to learn from other people's experiences. It's great entertaining, great food for the mind. And uh, I'm, I, I really love reading. And um, and I think um, you always come richer every time you, you read a book. So, anything else you'd like to say, uh, David, to uh, wrap it up? No,
1: one thing we didn't really talk about. That is a whole nother discussion is just finding the time to read, which I think is really the biggest struggle. But for me, and I think most people can probably agree that to me, how I because I I did definitely drop off in my reading. uh, Probably, you know, last year and then over the last uh, eight or nine months or so, I've kind of picked it back up again. And uh, for me, the biggest thing was just uh, less time on the phone and more time reading because that's. That's real I mean really I just If you just cut 30 minutes a day It's funny phone, It's funny you
0: say that Because I think uh, One of the biggest Or TV time Or watching Netflix Things like that You know what is taking A lot of people's time And that's going to be the topic Of another uh, Podcast for us Is uh, social media So yeah, uh, It's funny when people say I don't have time to read This and that But then you see them Like going oh, Scrolling 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 Through Instagram Facebook This Replying uh stupid little comments taking selfies all that stuff and that's that's really eaten up into our our personal lives our personal time we spend more time try- taking the, the perfect selfie that we do actually trying to read a book and uh and that's kind of something that is worrying too so but it's funny that you say that because that was another topic that i want to chat with you about probably next week um so uh, stay tuned for that thank you for listening to um Another episode of MGR Unplugged. Uh, you can find all, all these show notes and other episodes on mgrunplugged.com and also uh, on mgredge.com and whatever podcast network you use to uh, listen to this.
1: And uh, listen to my podcast, The Edge by MGR. You can just search MGR on any of your uh, podcast platforms. You'll find it uh, or go to mgredge.com. Uh, this week, I'll be talking about probably I don't know when this one's going to come out, so either it'll, it will be either coming soon or is already out, but it comes out on Friday. Um, definitely the Apple conference that happened on Monday, and then a couple other of the big news headlines happened this week, some of the regulation stuff that's been going on with the Google in um, the Department of Justice and things like that, and uh, we'll see what else I decide to talk about, so
0: definitely listen to that. Well, that's it for for today, and uh, if you like this uh, conversation, please share it. If you just share it with one friend, we'll be very happy. We need um, as many listeners as we can. We like to get good reviews and everything. We do this just for, for fun and uh, to keep everybody entertained and share our thoughts with, uh, with all of you. So you can um, just share it with one of your friends and give them a link or, or a share of uh, any type. Uh, we'll really appreciate it. And give us books to
1: read if you think uh, there's something you think we would like. Very good. Goodbye, everybody.